So welcome back to Real Talk with Real People. My name is Dr. Caroline Bethia Jones, and I have on the line my very, very, very best friend, Miss Marilyn Cole. Hi, Marilyn. Hi, Caroline. How are you? Oh, can I say doctor? (laughs) I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I miss you, though. I miss you guys, too. Oh, my goodness. I know. How long has it been? Uh, Mother's Day weekend. <laughs> okay, well, it doesn't seem like that was that long ago, but it actually feels like it was an eternity ago. I, I clearly, I agree 100%. All right, well, Marilyn, we're going to have a conversation. Is that okay? A candid conversation because this is called Real Talk with Real People, and you are a real person, aren't you? Absolutely. Okay, good. So, won't you first tell our listening audience how you know me i know dr caroline thea jones before she was a doctor Mm, that's right (laughs) i met her first at a flip the script performance that's right flip the script was that west orange yes cecil's right yeah Yeah. with cecil's yes and we hit it off and Hanging out, doing things, making moves, empowering women. We do it all. We do it all. We do it all. When you say making moves, you know, what kind of moves we be making? Because we don't want people to be thinking we making moves. (laughs) Oh, geez. No, no, no. Absolutely not. No, moves. Uh, We put on performances, uh, dinners, banquets, so many different things. We just hang out and do our thing, right? Pretty much, pretty much. Pretty much, it's pretty a, much. It's a natural flow. Yeah. So when I met you, I, I did. I met you at Cecil's because you were there for Flip the Script. And yes. um, I bet you, and we've been friends ever since that day. Absolutely. And um, joined at the hip. <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. That's exactly what people thought we were joined at the hip. Because, you know, when I met you, it was... It really wasn't love at first sight, actually. No. (laughs) Nah, I I think I I was making it quite difficult for you to be friends with me, I think, right? Yeah, there were a lot of tests Uh, that I I was being told I passed with flying colors. Oh, well, you you passed. You definitely passed with flying colors because if you didn't pass with flying colors, you wouldn't still be... In this in this thing with me right now, we wouldn't be attached at the hip if you wasn't uh, passing these tests. Exactly. No. Genuine is genuine. Yeah. Can't fake the funk. You can't fake the funk. One of the things that um, is very very unique about our relationship and our friendship is that from the very door it was founded on honesty, and I know people are probably saying that's the way all friendships are, but it isn't. And you know it isn't. You're right. It isn't. But there we are a lot of people pleasers out there. Exactly. But we made sure that our relationship was going to be founded on honesty. That means there is nothing you can't say to me. And there's nothing that I can't say to you. We don't break up our friendships because we said something that the other one didn't like. We were always very honest and very truthful with everything we said to one another. And that makes this relationship one of the best relationships I've ever had in my life. Got to keep it 100. That's the only way to be. 
because I can depend on the things that you say to me as being truthful and I love that yes and I love that in return about you yes <laughs> so so Marilyn is part of Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ Ministry she's actually our event coordinator do you like that job I love it why because I get to meet different people I get to uh, do research uh, come up with themes uh, just there are just so many different things you can do and to be creative for any event exactly and I love to be creative I know yep Marilyn is planning our next trip to Savannah Georgia Yes. I can't and wait it's for gonna that. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast. I, I, I'm looking forward to that trip. I think everybody is looking forward to that trip. So if you want to go on got- that trip, then you can let us know and we might let you come, right? <laughs> well, everybody has their wish list and I'll, I do my best to put everything together so that everybody has something that they'll enjoy. Okay, well, that sounds good to me. So one of the things that I always wondered about, and since I have a solid member of Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ Ministry on this line, I really want to know, and I know you're going to be honest with me, so I'm going to ask the question. I often ask myself if the work that I've been doing for 22 years, does it have any meaning? Have you gotten anything out of being part of Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ Ministry at all? Absolutely. Um, You've pushed the boundaries with all of us. Uh, We've mentored. We've done public speaking. We've acted. uh, A multitude of things. So, yeah, you have been very influential. Did you learn anything, though? Of course. (laughs) I learned I learned about the Bible and when we discuss the Bible it's not just so political or proper it's real talk we learned how to apply things to today and also to our lives okay so I'm making some sort of a difference huh Absolutely. I wouldn't be around this long if you were. <laughs> <laughs> Just check in, want to make sure. <laughs> no, you're, 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 you're very much uh, influenced. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are influences. So am I a good influence or am I a bad influence? You know, like in The Wizard of Oz, are you a good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> No, you are a good influence. You are, like I said, you you always push us to do what we never thought we could do. Because remember, when you first approached me about acting, I was just like, what, me? Absolutely not. Yeah, I know. And you said, no, you can do it. You have so much faith in me that I had to have faith in myself. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I forgot you wasn't into this acting thing. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. But look at you now. Yes. You're yes. right. You're I, right. I used to want to be the, the behind. I, I'll do wardrobe. I'll do makeup. I'll do whatever you want. Just don't put me on the stage. But somehow, but, some way. Right. But you know. Exactly. But by me putting you on the stage, 
it opened you up a little bit. You wasn't quite as reserved as you used to be. And a lot of people think that that's a bad thing, but that's a good thing because how are you going to go out and meet people and talk to people and get to know people and then tell them about your faith if you're afraid to open up, right? Absolutely. You have to talk to people. You have to learn to talk to people. And I would be the one in the room, everybody be in a conversation, and I'll just sit back and observe. Yes. And now I'm joining the conversation because I have stuff to say too. Exactly. And I remember that about you when we first started. You really wouldn't say a word. I was like, mm-hmm, that ain't going to last too much longer. Because what I do try to do whenever I have these mentoring sessions is I try to get individuals to see that they could really do more than what they think they can do and that they could really, really, really bring something to the table. And I didn't want you guys to be shy. And every single one of you I've had to work with, work with, work with, because all of you had your own little piece of shyness that, you know, Vicky didn't want to talk. Kiana didn't want to talk. Nobody wanted to talk. But when when you guys saw how easy it was to really join in this conversation and really um, have something to say and your, what you said was valuable, it made the yeah. big difference. And now I see all of you, all of you, and you have so much to offer the world, and I really like that. We've blossomed into the butterflies that we should be. Yes, you have. You have blossomed into butterflies. We spent a lot of time in those cocoon states, though. I'm going to be honest about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'd probably still be there if I hadn't met you. Well, now you're not. Now you're the beautiful <laughs> butterfly that I always knew you could be. Yes, thank you for seeing that in me. Well, you know, that's my job. Absolutely. I, I think that's why you're Dr. Caroline P. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marilyn, you recently moved. Well, it's been over a year now that you moved to Florida? Yeah, a little over a year. A little over a year you've been to Florida. Yeah. Surprising. It goes so fast. I, I thought it, I was just shocked when I had to do the math the other day. I was like, oh, my goodness. I didn't even really realize it's been over a year. But I'm thinking, yes, it has. It's been it's been over a year since you've been in Florida. Yeah, I left October 2017. Wow. Yes. So, what is Florida like? Tell us what's Florida like compared to compared to where you were here in uh, East Orange. Uh, Florida is very, 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 very laid back. Uh, there's, I kind of miss the hustle and the bustle. I kind of miss being able to jump on the train and go to New York, uh, Orlando and Day Daytona Beach, they don't have the same vibe as New York. In New York, I can get anything. If I feel like I want Thai, I want Chinese, I want Italian, you name it, I can find it. It's Down here, not so much. So it's kind of limited there. It is very limited. I mean, you got Olive Garden, you have, uh, what's the other one, um, a lot you you know the brand the, the 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 franchises but you can't just get like a little spot that gives you the best of whatever it is wherever whatever culture they come from you know yeah and you can't just jump on a train and go anywhere you yeah. want either right nope i gotta jump on a plane come back to jersey <laughs> that's not often do i think i'm there like every three months <laughs> Well, we like when you come back to Jersey, but we're going to have to go to Florida and see you. 
Oh yeah, we we can do we can definitely do that. I I can't wait for you guys to come. Well, we're gonna My be sister? down. We're gonna be down there now that the house is finished. So why don't you tell us about the building of your house? Oh, it. I compare it to having to planning a wedding. A lot of details. Well, for some of us who have not had a house built, can you kind of share a little bit of those details with us? Of course. Well, first you have to get the blueprints drawn up. That's a, that's a whole thing in itself because you can think you want something. You want a bathroom here, a bedroom there. You want a pool there. And when you're finished, it is nothing like you had in your head, but it's beautiful because the professionals know what they're doing. So they'll tell you, no, that can't go there. But it's a back and forth, give and take. You know, they're trying to give you the best that they, that as that's as close to your plan in your head as possible. But there are definitely some things that are not feasible. And I'll tell you, my house is probably, you're probably never going to find one like this one in Florida anywhere. Oh, okay. Because it's a lot of me in every single detail. Most of the houses you come into, you walk in, you have the dining room on one side, you have the food in the living room on the other, you go straight back, the kitchen is behind the dining room, then you have the big great room, then you have the master bedroom on one side and the the other bedrooms on the other side. And mine is nothing like that. So after you go through the planning stage, you have to find a builder. I was blessed, very blessed to find a builder that I did. Ameritech Homes, beautiful job. When I say hands on, I make a phone call, he picks up, they call me back to get, he gets whatever my problem is, or if they, you know, they're just phenomenal. They oh. made it a very easy process. There was, I don't think I heard the word no ever in our whole in the whole year that it took us to go through this okay so take us from step one now you decided that you was going to have a home built but you had to find the property you had to find the land right yeah well actually i didn't think i was going to go this route what i thought i was going to do is come down and find a house that i loved and i just could not find one that i, I liked a lot but I didn't fall in love with any of them. Okay. So, you know, first thing, had to find a property. I found a lot that I loved, big corner lot, a lot of maintenance, but you know what? I got the time. <laughs> so, found a lot, got the realtor, paid the real, paid the, the whole trans, real estate transaction. Then I got the blueprints done, got the builder, after that, we had the framers come. Well, we had to pour the foundation. Let me back up. We had to clear the lot, pour the foundation. Once the foundation was poured, the blocks went up. Then the framing, then the trusses, then the, pl well, the plumbing. I'm sorry to keep going back. I forgot the plumbing, the rough plumbing that runs underneath the slab had to go in first. Mm -hmm. And it's just a process. Once the framing goes up, then the drywall goes up, the the wiring goes in, the rest of the plumbing goes in, uh, the windows go in, then you 
have the stucco on the outside. You have the sheetrocking going on in the inside. You have uh, trim, which is the baseboards and around the doors. You have to pick out all your faucets. You have to pick out your tile. You have to pick out the style of the windows. You have to pick, I mean, a lot of picking, a lot of choices. You have to be very firm on what you want because people will try to sell you something that you don't, but I guess that's a part of life. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, so I was very particular with everything. You know, like I said, I compare it to a wedding because most women, a lot of women, when they're planning their wedding, they know exactly what they want and they're going to get exactly what they want. Okay. So, you know, that's what I did. I I plan I picked everything. Every everything, paint, faucets, light switches, plug outlets, um tiles, <laughs> colors. It, it's a lot. Kitchen, countertops, sinks, toilets, <laughs> showers. And they everything. wanted to make sure that you did everything, right? They didn't they didn't suggest this, that, or the other. They just let no. you pick whatever it is you wanted. They, it's your, it's your dream house. Yeah. You need to pick what you want to put in your dream house. Okay. And it's, 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 it's a, it's a fun process. I think everybody should do it once in their lifetime, or maybe multiple times. Well, maybe but, I'll know. get an opportunity to uh, find a lot and have a house built for me. I have a dream house in my head. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not actually living in my dream house, but that's okay. It's it's my first home, and I'm very happy to be here. But I do have a dream house in my head, so I think if I had an opportunity to have a house built from the ground up, that would be so much fun. I think because I have very particular taste as well, so I'm mm-hmm. sure it wouldn't look like anybody else's house. Exactly. I mean, I had people coming up to me. Oh my God! Is your is this house for sale? Is it is this a model home? And I was like, No, it's not for sale. It's mine. <laughs> so it it's a, it, it it stands out in the neighborhood. I'm not, you know, I I'm happy with it. I the details that I put on the outside, actually, when you walk inside, you you're not disappointed with what you see when you walk in. It's not the same cookie cutter layout that you find in Florida for most part. All right. Now, there was a reason why you wanted to have this house built. So let's talk about that because we're going to talk about your dreams and you're moving forward in your dreams. So let's talk about the reason why you had that house built. Well, the reason I had the house built, like I said, I couldn't find a home the way I wanted it exactly the way I wanted it so I had to proceed with building but the reason I came to Florida is because of my mom she has dementia and they say when you find your purpose it's not a hard task and you never work a day in your life that's right and you know for me I worked in New York it was juggling between family members to get her to her senior center, get her back home. You know, it was just a lot. It was a lot. And, you know, I prayed on it and, you know, God just made a way. He made a way and it was smooth sailing. Everything just fell into place. You know, I finished the renovations on the house because it was being renovated, but finished that 
it on the market. It sold quickly. Um, I had the funds needed to come down to Florida and make my mom. She did not like the cold at all. So we came to Florida because she didn't like the cold. And I was, I didn't like it either. I was, I, I fell out of love with the cold quite a few years ago. Okay. But, you know, I had the house, so I couldn't leave. So I came here and I really felt like the, a huge weight was lifted off of me because I could take care of my mom. I could take her places. I could take her to lunch and there's no stress. I don't have to run back here. I don't have to keep up with this one and that one. So what I did in the planning of my house was I made it handicap accessible because I feel that there are a lot of, there are people out there like my mom who may be in the beginning stages of dementia and don't really need to go into a nursing home, but you will find people out there that will push people to put their elderly people or just mentally, you know, challenged or whatever into a nursing home. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was, it was hard because I had to fight back a lot of tears. I had to really just learn how to just say, you know what, that's just the devil talking. Mm -hmm. Because people out of their, I mean, I had good and bad. I had those people that told me, oh, you know you're gonna have to put her in a nursing home eventually. I said, not if I got a chance and not if got something got to do, not if God has anything to do with it, he's gonna make a way. That was my answer and I would walk away. All right now. The other side to that is I had people, strangers, that would just come up to me and tell me, oh, you're going to be blessed for what you're doing. And I would always say to, say in my head, I'm not doing this for a blessing. I'm doing this because this is my mom and I love her. Yes, that's true. But we live in a world today where that's not the you know always the norm but what you're doing for your mom is a good thing because even i've noticed how much she's changed since you've been her care her caregiver mm-hmm. and i usually tell people i mean don't feel bad if if you feel that you have to put your mom or dad or grandma or grandpa whomever into a nursing home if that's how you feel and you not I, I tell people all the time not everyone is born a caregiver and that's no disrespect to anyone okay. it's just you just it's just not it's something you're it's like when you are a child you know you're going to be a doctor or you know you you have a passion or you have something in your head you're born with something because you can't be born you know, with no intelligence or no capability to learn and say you want to be a doctor and then become a doctor. Right, right. So you're born with something like police officers, they're born with that courage. Firefighters born with that courage, you know? So a caregiver, it's not that easy. It's not easy for everybody unless you have the caregiving spirit. Yes. And it's something you're born with. It's not something that you can develop okay so you were born with that spirit yeah 
I can, I can believe say that. I can believe that though, because you do have a very caring spirit. You you are very caring and you're very loving. And you're right. That is not a quality that everybody possess. But I happen to know for a fact that that is a quality that you possess. Yeah, I, I take great joy. I remember a friend of mine, his uh, dad was in the hospital, came home, and there was some confusion with the doctor and uh, the the medical supply place and the health insurance coverage and it was a mess 28 days this man sick man did not have a hospital bed because they could not coordinate getting him a hospital bed he had all kinds of ailments but they sent him home no hospital bed no no um nurses care nothing what happened and i spent three days on the phone, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until I got, it was so funny, when his mom called me, Mm -hmm. she said, Marilyn, not only did they deliver one hospital bed, not only did they deliver two hospital beds, they delivered three hospital beds. Why? By the time I was done. Oh, because Because they was, you had them so nervous, you had them shook, huh? I, I guess I did, but I had, I got everything worked out, and this one hot, they sent one, one order was sent to one, to one supplier, and then they found out that that supplier wasn't participating with the hospital, with the health insurance coverage, so the health insurance coverage had to authorize the the, the provider that they wanted to use, and I guess they sent out multiple uh, instructions to send him a hospital bed, so he ended up with three. Okay. Yeah. So that that's just the passion that I have. I mean, I, I guess it started with my grandmother, then my stepdad. Um, you know, and anyone that I can, that anyone who I see needs my help, I give it to them. Right. I, right. I, I, that's just who I am. I went to the eye doctor the other day. Uh, elderly man locked his keys in his car. Mm-hmm. couldn't speak English and said, you know, he was telling me, telling them that he locked his keys in his car. He's going to walk. So think about it like this. Think about it from your house. Yes. To shop right in West Orange. He was going to walk that far? In what was he going to do? Well, yeah, you don't sit down you know, and die. I don't you do, think he yeah. had a phone to call Uber or, you know, he's not thinking around that line. He's thinking that he's going to walk to his daughter's job and get his keys. Okay, okay. I'm there for my appointment. He's there for his appointment. And I was like, I can't, I can't let this man walk that far. There's no bus. It's not like you could jump on a bus and get there. Right, right, I right. Said, I, I asked him, I'm like, where does your daughter work? And he said, the school, the school, and on, I think he said like Rodeo, Rodeo Road or Boulevard. I didn't know where he was talking. I said, do you know how to get there? And then somebody said it in Spanish, and he said, see. Sí. I said, okay, let's go. Went, drove around, drove to one school. It wasn't that one, because he didn't, he's, he'd never been. He just knew where it was. He just right. knew the name. Right. So we asked the security guard at the first school, which was an elementary school that sent us to the high school. 
went there. His daughter was like, the keys are at home. And she was like, thank you for helping him because people don't do this anymore. I said, I, I, I honestly could not let this man, I, I, you know, it wasn't like he was a, t- he was a total stranger, but it's not like I picked him up off the street. He was there. It's like, they, they know who he is. They have his information. So I didn't feel like I was in any kind of danger, you know? Right. No, I understand. But also too, I think because you have such a good heart, you also probably have a little bit of insight. I think if you felt like you would have been in danger, I don't think that you would have moved forward with that. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. And I don't think I would have put it on my heart that's to what, offer that. That's what I'm trying to say. Because I think you're sensitive to the spirit, and, and that's a good thing. See, yeah. that's all those years of Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ ministry putting that in you, you know? definitely exactly and you know what i'm glad you're walking in your purpose because so many of us are not walking in our purpose and um you are because when you speak about helping people helping your mom and helping others who may have dementia and you've learned a lot about that illness when your mom got it and that speaks volumes about what your purpose is if there was somebody who didn't really know exactly what happens to a person when they when they have dementia, how would you explain that so that they could understand? Well, I asked the doctor, what was the difference between, you hear people say Alzheimer's dementia, then you hear people say, no, they're not, they're different. The right. difference with um, dementia, as far as I was told, is the plaque, there's plaque buildup in the brain. And with Alzheimer's, it's the hardening of the arteries to the brain or something to that effect. But the difference is with Alzheimer's, they lose their cognitive senses in the same exact way. With dementia, there's so many variations that they can't really say, oh, it's this is that. It starts with forgetting. Mm-hmm. It starts with just odd behavior that is not normal and it's it's very sometimes it's very subtle it could be asking the same question repeatedly and you're just like well why you know what why do you keep asking me the same question and you don't it doesn't really click the same because no one wants to think that that's happening to their loved one right right so you know it starts with that it's it could start it's just irrational things like, I remember having a conversation with my mom about insurance. And she's always took care of insurance. She always knew about insurance. And she was so upset that she had to pay for insurance every month, plus pay, pay them again at the doctor's office. And I, I tried to explain it to her. And she just could not grasp it. And that's when I was just like, okay, something's not right. And we took her to a neurologist. He did an MRI a CAT scan and said she had dementia. Okay. And how hard was it in the beginning when you discovered that's oh, what she had? Uh, you were there for that one. I, <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, I was devastated. It wasn't devastation because I knew I had to take care of her. It was devastation because... I wanted her so much for her. I wanted her to travel. I wanted her to take her on vacation. I wanted to her to go visit her family, her brothers and sisters, and, you know, just have, do stuff. 
I had so many plans in my head. And when I thought about it, I just, all of a sudden, I mean, every time it hit me, the thought popped into my head. If the wind blew left, if it blew right, I would just burst out in tears and just start crying hysterically. I mean, with every step that she digressed, I just bawled with every step going. I saw her moving further away from who she was. I just cried. And thank you for being that shoulder a lot of the times <laughs> of course. and talking me through it. But with Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ, it, turned, it taught me to turn to God for my strength. Yeah. And I prayed and prayed. You prayed with me. And uh, I can't I can't say I've ever heard anything so clear in my head. It just popped into my head. One day I was crying hysterically. And I just felt something like, why are you focusing on the end and not her journey? Yes. And all of a sudden, I saw things in a whole new light. Don't ask me how. All I could say, it had to be God because all I could see was the end. And he's like, she has a whole journey to go on. What is wrong with you, girl? <laughs> <laughs> and ever since now, I cherish every day. I cherish every time she says a word. You know, I'm going on the journey with her. I'm not looking at the end. And I refuse to pay attention to the end because the end is not written. Nobody can say that what her end is going to be. Exactly. I actually... I've actually seen you progress from that first moment when you discovered that that was happening to your mom up until it got to the place where you were so tender and so caring for your mom. It was so good to see. And then I would see that light even in your mom's eyes when she would smile and, and she felt so comfortable around you. And I know it took a minute for it to get to that point because I know that even it was frustrating for your mother when she was going through it in the beginning because there was a difference in her. She was, there was an aggression in her. She was aggressive. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, after a while, I started to see such a difference and such a caring and loving daughter who was taking care of her mom. And your son also was always yeah. so very good with your mother and how loving everybody and pitched in yes. my sister, my daughter. But you know, the one thing that I can actually say that keeps me going and keeps me positive and, and just focused on the journey with her is before she really lost all her cognitive senses. Mm hmm she used to tell me, she used to look at me, look me in my face, and she used to tell me, thank God for you. Yeah. I always thought I was a disappointment to her. But when she said that to me, that was it. That's all I needed. Well, like I said, you are walking in your purpose. And yeah. it's really great to see. So what are the plans you have for the house other than you living there? Well, I have my mom here. Um, I did make one of the bathrooms handicap accessible. Uh, so uh, my plan is to find other people who may need supervision mm -hmm. and don't want to 
be in a nursing home setting, more more of a, a home. So they they would live here. I would take care of them, meal preps, you know, take them to doctor's appointments, um, whatever they needed if they wanted to get their hair done, whatever they needed because, you know, I don't think people who can still function deserve to be in a nursing home. Okay. So this is a perfect example of not only you stepping into your purpose, but you taking an opportunity to build um, a business for yourself. Yes, and the name of my home is Legacy Guardians. All right, now, what made you come up with that name? Uh, because, you know, I have great respect for the elderly, and I'm, I just felt like I'm a guardian to them, so it was just, it just came together. And also, too, part of your legacy, you're leaving a legacy. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. you know, we were talking um, earlier, I was talking to a few people, and we were talking about reinventing oneself. And, you know, I'm always telling you guys, don't let anyone try to define you because just because you did this thing at this moment in your life doesn't mean that you can't do another thing in another moment of your life. People have a tendency to want to put you in a box and say you're this, that, or the other. But you guys keep proving to me that that's not true, that you can rebuild and redevelop and redo everything. I'm constantly saying you are the author of your own story. So you're reinventing a whole nother life for yourself. Because when, when something happens and you have to change direction, it doesn't mean that you just throw your hands up. It means you reinvent yourself and you do something different exactly but you know my first thing now when I'm five I'm faced with anything I always pray and I learned that from you because before I would just try to take it on myself make it into a mess and wonder why yeah I know and I'm always telling you that right (laughs) (laughs) so you know I I, my 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 relationship with the Lord has gotten stronger and I've learned if I'm going to say I'm giving it to you God you got you got to fix this for me that's my conversation with him mm-hmm. and I got to just leave it alone and let him work it out and yeah. just step back that's right I was going to say he doesn't really need your help you know Mm-mm. Oh, no, he, I've learned that oh yeah he just needs you to surrender and get out the way Cause once you yeah, surrender and get out the much. way, yes, pretty I've much. I've learned that all too well. <laughs> well, I guess you have learned something being part of this ministry, huh? Yes, I have. Life lessons. Well, that makes me feel good because what we do in the ministry, as you know, is we don't really try to preach to people and try to scare people into doing this or that. We totally believe in freedom, but we also know that if we can just give people the right information that they will ultimately make the right choices because exactly. our entire model for this whole ministry is choices and consequences. We know that we make certain choices in life. All of us do, but some of us make choices without having all of the information. So I call myself an information giver. If I can give you certain information, then you can make choices that are better for your life. 
and right. so it wasn't so much that that you had to change much it was just that you had to realize that you were accountable for the choices that you made in your life absolutely that you know you just look at life differently not that you changed us per se it's more like we're growing and expanding our horizons you know when you get it's like if you stay in your neighborhood you never know what goes on around you right you have to venture out and try new things exactly and new idea and trying new things means that you're going to question some things right absolutely Right, because it's not like I said, this is the way things are, this is what you have to do, you know, like the little story, uh, Keanu likes that one um, movie, and I forgot the name of it, but I remember this one part where she's trying so hard to get this girl to do things her way, and, you know, she's supposed to be like this big old Christian, and so the girl says to her, you you don't act like you have any love, and she takes the Bible and she throws it at her, and she goes, I am filled with Christ's love. <laughs> But sometimes that's what we try to do. We try to throw things at people and make them be what we want them to be. We try to force it down their throat. We try to make ourselves be right and you're wrong. But I never wanted to take that approach. I always, no, you didn't. Yeah, I always felt like all we have to do is sit and talk about it. You know, one mm-hmm. of the things that I loved about um, my walk with the Lord is that one conversation, you know, come let us reason together because I always felt like I could talk to God about anything and everything. And it wasn't like I had to be all formal. If I had a question I needed to know the answer to, I was going to ask. So I always wanted us to be able to have discussion. I didn't want you to think that I was above anybody and that I had all the answers. I wanted us to talk it out so that we can get an understanding of what we were trying to say and where we were trying to go yeah i think what i loved most about it is that you were you no one there feels intimidated like if i ask this question are people going to look at me and 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 say stuff about me like i should know that already it's it everybody if they have some knowledge they participate they give it to you and you know try to explain what you don't know so it to me it was beautiful i had i had some knowledge but there were things that i didn't know and in certain settings you know it's people look at you like oh you don't know that and why wouldn't you know that and that's you know like with disdain and there was no judgment that is what i love about the discussions that we have exactly when we meet Exactly. It was just pure discussion. It was just mm-hmm. me having a conversation with my girls, right? Absolutely. It was beautiful. Still is, even though I'm not there to witness it. But well, you know you're what? you're always with us in spirit. Absolutely. And whenever I come back, I try to make sure that it's on one of my weekends is going to be where I can attend at least one of your uh, one of the meetings. Yes. But like I said, we're going to get our little selves to Florida too. So we can have a meeting in Florida in your brand new home. Yay. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it too. Well, I am talking to my very, very good friend, Marilyn Cole, who left me a year ago to go to Florida. And I was very, very (laughs) sad, (laughs) but 
I'm very, very happy for her because she has come such a long way and she has done such great things. And I just wanted to have her on so that we can just have a conversation. So you can just get to know my friend. So yes. I want to introduce everybody to Marilyn Cole. Hi. <laughs> All right, then. All right, so this is Dr. Caroline Bethia Jones, and this is another edition of Real Talk with Real People. And we'll be back next time with somebody else real to talk to. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs>